each other's arms Waking up before the alarm Say all these guys are the same Hurt yourself text you will go huh that's really interesting that that religion says this and it kind of says the same thing as this religion says on this 153 as this one it doesn't make sense that they're talking about an archetype or they're yes. talking about the center of a life or they're or they're talking about the center of a flower of life right have you looked at this numbers significance as far as uh in like sound waves is the 153 is yeah, a sound wave it's connected or? to the 432 hertz okay um what's really hard for me is i am not a math fan. i do not know math but i I'm, I'm i'm tuned into whatever i'm doing i don't know the reasoning behind them like i follow like sacred geometry phd level people yeah. two of them yeah for that that are retweeting my stuff and that i can see playing this dance mm -hmm. and they know the very intimate details. They know like why, why? Because it's the root of this, it's the root of this, it's the root of this. And they know all, uh, and, and it's connected to this, but it's also connected to this. And they know what this mathematical equation is connected to this symbol. And it all goes down into this flower of life. There's a book called Melchizedek. I think it's something, it's Melchizedek and it has the flower of life symbol mm. on it. And one of the messengers that I interacted with last the year. Melchizedek priesthood in the audience church. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all it's all interconnected. That's it is very fascinating. And and when I tell people, they wrote, this guy's it's two editions 
And we're talking about the 153. We're talking about the archetype. We're talking about um, this thing that comes in and populates Earth for changes. And it's heartfelt love changes that are centered on Mother, the Mother Goddess Earth. Yes. Um, which is the indigenous type of... It's more of the indigenous. I don't know where they took away the mother goddess. I don't know why we took away the mother goddess. I think we started a, a worship of the phallus. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at the, the object behind us, the, the, the obelisk, it's, yeah, why is the mother? Because I think we became fascinated in some sense with the ability of man to conquer land or conquer nature or conquer societies or civilization. Mm -hmm. And we lost touch with this soft, like, there's a lot of ways to travel the world, and bringing down the cultures you encounter isn't the most preferred way. Right. It's a real dick thing to do, I think. Yeah. So that's why there's all these obelisks around, because right. they're run by a bunch of dicks. Right, and, right? Then, and then if you if you just take that a, a second further, it, it, all that this study requires is like, what is, what is the human fascination with this peanut, penis, uh, objectivity and we put it all over worshiping and like it's in temples and stuff and it's like there were periods of time where it was like really cool man and <laughs> and like you could wear necklaces with penises on it and it was like normal yeah and, right? <laughs> and if you look at some of the cultures in South America um, they do have and even in Africa there's, there's a sense of uh, well, I, I, I'm thinking of artwork with a uh, strong attention to a phallus and uh, so, for example, in Mexico, you could buy uh, different tr trinkets, mm -hmm. and some of them would have like a, it'd be like an ashtray, and there'd be a penis on it yes. or something. Like, what right. the hell's right. going right. on right. in this right. culture? Yeah, and that's what I found is that it's it's this is, there's this reoccurring thing, and then when they start moving it out of the penis, well, it's associated with a number. What's the number associated with the penis energy? Seventy-four. Yeah. So so then you go. Then you go to archaeology books and you go to religion books and you start looking at page 74. Mm. And I'm saying this out loud, hoping people start doing this. Yes. Like, go look at this shit, man. It's mind-blowing. What is the 19th or what is the 74 and penis? Um, I don't understand it fully. Yeah. But I, I do understand it enough to understand that, like, they're trying to give us a symbol that of a reoccurring energy. Yes. But, and tell me about this. I just looked at the Instagram post you, you shared of some of the things we're going to talk about. You said biological as a, as a bullet point. And I really like that. Can you expand on that topic of like biological? What's, what's something you'd like to share in regards to that? Um, well, it'd be very important to understand that evolution is, is definitely happened and we've, we've merged with other species, and if there was a very intelligent guardian type species, which, which is what they're telling us. I mean, like, the, peep, the fishermen in Catalina Island, they know for a thousand years, for over a thousand years, about the things that go into the sky. The fishermen talk about this, and so this happens to be the same place that like high-ranking um, people from San Diego, the high-ranking pilots are saying, yes, we see this every day. They go from 80,000 feet down into the water in like 0.2 seconds. The fishermen know it. Everybody it's a knows it. That keeps repeating. Yes. You, if you're paying attention, and and here's a weird thing where everybody has attached their idea of knowledge to something outside of themselves. Like, if you saw it, you saw it. So like, you you don't need to turn on the news to see right. if you really saw a UFO or not. You did see one. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Or like people sometimes like, oh, the only way I can know what I think is if the news tells me. Well, and I think that's what we're getting to is we're getting to the point where, um, where there's enough release from the government to say, yes, in fact, this is true. They've released a couple, you know, high-ranking officials and, and they're out saying stuff. People really, I've, I've noticed people really aren't into listening to these people. Maybe because they're old and retired. I don't know. Yeah. And they're not no longer in it. But like, let's see, a service, uh, a senior service official in any type of uh, intelligence agency still maintains their security clearance. Really? Right? Because you have to, have, like, they're a senior person. You have to have some sort of like. So does that allow them to like go on to like some? I imagine like having security clearance. There's a little. You get your own personal Google and you can look at stuff. Is that how it works? Well. Or do they have a library and you can just go check out secret stuff? When you have it, it all depends on what you need to know. So okay, like cool. certainly a person that was probably outside of the agency doesn't have access to all the neat bells and whistles that they used to, right? Yeah. But they can still talk and they're used for like, hey, tell me about this in 1984. Tell me about this in 1990. You know, so they can check back in, right? Yeah. And, and they keep the things open. But they're also tied to some non-disclosure agreement which wow. is where we are right now with congress we're getting ready to have another the second round of congressional hearings and those hearings will produce hey we know that there's a lot of military people that have been that have, that have seen stuff and they need to talk yeah and that's what's going to happen there's there's this weird uh it's a blanket of silence that's been put over a lot of people and i feel like there's more and more individuals feeling compelled to speak out. And I think the pandemic really has driven, in some sense, two people into two different camps. You either really dug in and worshiped the system. Yes. Because you think it saved your life or whatever. Or you started to question the system and realize like, you know what, fuck that. Fuck everything now. Like, I can't believe the shit that they got away with. Right. And it makes me sick. And I think, yeah, there should be more people uh, stepping up and speaking out. And I think it's just only a matter of time. Slowly and slowly, more and more people are going to share their uh, insight, I would say. Yeah, and I think that's, it seems, from my perspective, you know, it's so weird from my perspective. Because I just, like I was telling you, I, I just noticed the UFOs really in 2020. Yeah. And it just made me like... Something stimulated me to just study, 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 study. And um, my, my study began with presidents and NASA astronauts. And oh my gosh, why are there so many like former high-ranking astronauts, right? Yeah. They, they're high-ranking. They have their... They, then they work, work for NASA. And now somehow they're like the crazy old man <laughs> wearing tie-dye and stuff. What is going on with a reoccurring theme of like NASA astronauts with like long curly hair and and then there's lots of disparaging articles about them having gone crazy. You can look at David Letterman or um, with Jim Carrey, like all of a sudden they got long beards, they're super hippie, like yes, it's like what they wore suits their whole life, they buttoned up and they played certain roles, and now these guys are like hippy dippy. Even um, what's the guy's name? Um, the the guy from Europe, uh, comedian, uh, talks like I mean he talks like uh, all British people do. Uh, but he used to date Katy Perry. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. But, I don't, I don't uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Jeez. 
Uh, it doesn't matter. But there's more and more people, I think, even now uh, that are speaking out. And it's nice to see that, I'd, I'd say. And it's just relieving because for a long time we were only given one voice. Right. And it's unfortunate that that's the way the system even is. People think that there's a two-party system. It's one. Right. Like, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. People believe there's two. Right. And I think that that thing that you say about the voice is very important because... Uh, apparently, you know, if you go to the Vatican and you go to their archives, right, just on their open archives, man, they got stuff about the lady, right? Wow. They got stuff about the lady, official stuff, like way high up in their Vatican files, right? Just in the church, out on the open, anybody can look at it, about, like, this lady in the orb, right? And where where has she been seen? Well, one of the best documented is in, in Portugal, Fatima, right? Wow. For 153 days. This woman came on the days that she said she was going to come at a time that she said she was going to come to three children. Wow. And yeah, she, I'm familiar with With that. a prophecy, Absolutely. right? With a prophecy. And, and, and so if we just pull away from it, if we just pull away from it, oh, just stop being weird about it and just understand, holy cow, there is a very large archive all over the world. There's history museums. There's things, I've read things in other languages that all show. How about the aliens show. that landed uh, in Africa at that school? And oh, kids them. 62 of those kids. Yeah. Um, they all saw um, different things, but for the ma majority, they saw the same thing. And they had telepathic communication, and um, they were shown a message. Some of them were shown a message about burnt earth. Yeah. The reoccurring theme the underlying undertones about human sexuality mm. and reproduction. Yes. The things that are playing out psychologically and sociologically in our society that we seem to have a lot of opinion about mm -hmm. is cr is creating an environment where um, where it's being very highly monitored. Yeah. And maybe even changed for our good. Certainly. Because we can't, because as humans, we have some idea that is fixated on it's this or that. It's not in between. And if we spend so much time just this or that, well, then we just this and that everything. And yeah. that's where we're at right now. We're, we're out of this or that mm. on, on a lot of things. Yeah, certainly. Like we can't even get like, what would happen, let, let's say, what would happen if we took the, the three largest religious bodies, their, their, their leaders, just to show up in one place and go, let's define what reality is. What, why is it hard to do that? Why is it hard if there's a universal God and you're willing to kill people for it? Yeah. Why is it so hard to get religious people, leaders, to get together for all of you, this is the stupidest thing in the whole world. Yeah, you'd think because could, if, huh? if I, I was, if I was a damn leader of a church or a religion, you can guarantee I'm going over with my hand out or however I'm supposed to address somebody else and say, "Hey, man, I think you're the leader of something that knows about what I know about." And wouldn't it be so much better if, like, we all figured it out and like acted appropriately? Yes. And I, and I think there's some tools. Like our government has definitely showed us like there's avenues of spirituality. And yeah. that's crazy because then it took it away, oh. that takes it away from the church. Yeah. And now, now what I've read, you can't take it away. You cannot take it away because they've shown like in the CIA files that, that 
there are different paths to get into spiritual awareness. Mm, yeah, that's not that's, and that's my whole view too. Because sometimes people, first of all, there's spirituality, then there's religion. I always look at religion as a vehicle to spirituality. Mm -hmm. Some people need that vehicle. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. Some people don't. Some people need a side side. Some people just need the the, the structure to yeah. show up to yeah. once a week. Because they don't have any structure, yeah, or yeah. you know what I mean. There's so many good things about church, and uh, yeah, and, and that's how that's what everybody I need to relate to people. Like I spent my whole life, I was baptized. I go all over. The, I'm in the military. They make me get baptized in every dang church I go to. Really? Yeah. Why do I have to be baptized? So you Listen, do like a bunch of things? No, the Christians always make you baptized. Like in a if you show up to a church and it's a different like if it's not. Uh, Southern Baptist, then you need to be baptized in uh, Southern Baptist. If it, if you show up in your Southern Baptist and not American Baptist, then you need to be baptized in that. If you're a Foursquare, you got to be ba baptized in that. So there's so like this. That's kind of neat, though. It is neat, but it's like holy, what, our water's better. Our water's better, and the whole this is where how I know we're lost. How could you not know we're lost if you if you have to go in order to become a member of the church and you have to say your statement of faith. That is an individual thing. Who the hell gives somebody else authority to tell you that, to tell you to go baptize me in front of everybody else, even though I've already done that? Yeah. I like the right? idea of you baptism I... when I was young because they tell you, it, and which is funny because it happens at eight years old, and they say, all your sins that you did before this are forgiven. And so now, though, you have to be good. I'm like, but it was weird. Like when I was baptized, I was like, yes, I'm a, yeah. after this, my soul is clean as a whistle. But I look back, I'm like, I hadn't even done anything wrong. I was a kid my whole life. And there's this weird idea of like, I had even already sinned. Uh, I was like, wow. Looking back, like, they should have saved the baptism until I at least was 18, 20. Cause, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense to tell an eight year old you're washing away his sins. Like, mm -hmm. what, did I, you know, what did I do? <laughs> right, and, and, and that's where you know, at the end of this, we you start traveling through the reoccurring history. Maybe I should wait. Should I wait? No, you can. Well, I think um, I think everything's all right. Okay. We can. Well, we just. I mean, we can make comment. I think the the gentleman playing this music is is playing good music. And when you listen, was there music last night that resonated with you? Was there any song played before or after the contact? You're like, oh. All he played a lot of Metallica, so yeah. I'll give you symbology at the Joe Rogan concert. He liked to use the number three nine a lot, the number one six a lot, and he has clowns, so it's a clown tour, right? So there's some symbology that's underlying tones to the whole process of disclosure. Wow. And when people can understand this, there are smart people doing this. They're starting to go, wait a second that person's posting the same type of numbers in content with these people and they and there's people that just think it's like coincidence or whatnot but wait a second that person's friends with that person that's friends with that person and they're all doing it yes because it's some sort of revibration it's a revibration of the energy and um, we're not getting away from it yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm it, it is what it is and um, we have uh, reality the reality is, is we're all faced with like, wait a second, there are really high-ranking people talking about UFOs, and and the back end of it, those high-ranking people on Fox, mm. on CNN, on NPR, on all the podcasts, all, all the people, hardly anybody 
is is taking the time to go down into the CIA files, the, the 13 million files, and look in them. Yeah, Anthony, I never introduced you. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, this is my friend Anthony Kennedy. Um, I don't. You want to say anything about yourself? Do you want to? I wanted to tag on to what you said, so see if you introduce yourself real quick or keep going with what you're saying. Well, and where can people find you? My name is Anthony Ross Kennedy. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you want to find me on. I'm there, uh, and uh, I'm here for everyone. I'm here to answer anybody's question about the reality. Um, I'm not here to. Uh, try to skew things or anything like that. I'm still trying to figure out my own piece in this, just like we all are. Um, and some of us have bigger acting parts than the other. Yeah. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, you were talking, we were just talking about Joe Rogan and you were talking about the symbolism in the music and Metallica and- So Metallica, and, Danish. Yeah. Danish, that's important. I wanted to tag onto this. The reason it's the clown tour and you're talking about disclosure, you, they're gonna call you a clown mm -hmm. when you start saying things that for have ever been mocked or like ridiculed or the government has niche niched like the government at some point needs to come forward with these things and the soft disclosure the first person to say it's true is the clown you know what I mean yeah does that make sense yeah but yeah. uh you, yeah. you were talking about some symbolism and the music and uh carry on with that or go wherever you want with the conversation the conversation is that we're it, there once you understand you you start paying attention to some of the senior people and then you start understanding that wait they're talking about google and stuff they're talking about phone apps and then you go <coughs> to the cia files and you start looking at like congressional records from like the 60s and they're like it talks about how they're going to do disclosure yeah like <laughs> Come on now. So like they, this, ha they have to have a game plan. Before, yes. You know what I mean? And there's right. this. Uh, I learned this about the Japanese military and in college. And one of my courses. Apparently they have this concept of a hundred year plan. So a hundred year strategy. And you gotta understand if if they have that, then you gotta imagine our country. If it's a good idea, we've already adopted that. Mm -hmm. So what you're speaking to is this idea. Yeah, they do have plans. Right. Hundreds or 50 or 20 years ahead, like you just gotta look back and say, oh, they're now doing what they said they would do in the 70s or the 60s, right? Exactly what I'm doing. They're, 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 they, it says it like they're in our news. They're in our peer-reviewed, senior peer-reviewed people have NDAs. They're the ones that are, as the peer reviews are coming in, they're looking at it. Is this national security or not? Oh, it's national security. Goodbye. That's yeah. how it's been going on forever. Yeah. And wow. and and why that's important? Why that's important? It it connects to the Christopher Bledsoe. It connects to NASA. It connects to Timothy Taylor um, Defense Intelligence Agency because there's a gifting field. Yes. They know about the gifting field. It is a gift. It's written about in books. It's written about in CIA files. There's people talking about it. There's a place where they give us the gifts. Well, it's kind of like the old, uh, what's the Greek rite of passages where they go drink that wine with a certain grain or hop that has ergot in it? Oh, I don't even know about this. This sounds like a, a good... Um, it's like they have this, at least in Greek philosophy, there's this wine that they would drink uh, that provided them a psychedelic experience, but like, in some sense, speaking to what you're saying is... yeah. They, they do have tools. 
and they have they've had him for a while to kind of awaken or enlighten the mind. And people shorthand are familiar with ayahuasca right. or psilocybin mushrooms, but uh, there's different tools for different purposes, right. so to speak. Yeah, and I and and one of my explorations is like you know I'm awakening. I'm a counselor. I've never did like marijuana or anything before I moved back home to Oregon, right? Mm -hmm. um, I lived in Pennsylvania, and so I come back home to Oregon, and it's like a cannabis state, and, and uh, everything's good. right. And and I'm working at the county, and some some of the therapists at the county, three women at the county, and uh, and and a psychiatric nurse practitioner take me out to the woods to try a. Uh, psilocybin therapy for a veteran yeah. right for me and um, so I'm out there I had my first experience but imagine this I have my, I come home I have this experience I just graduated um, graduate school I'm giving therapy I'm I'm giving therapy but I just did some mushrooms that I'm like whoa how did I not do this like when I first was really having a hard time yeah like what, why wasn't this here and then and then as, what's funny is it's like all the studies for the psilocybin are now coming out. Yeah, they even have stock. You can buy stock. Right, right. And it's and so it, right. silly. Like, oh, and what's happening is there's the general admittance of the decline of the theory of like, oh, if you have a problem in your brain, it's a chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. The reality was you worked in a cubicle, you hated your shitty job, you didn't know why you didn't like it, and you went to the doctor, and they said, well, it must be a chemical imbalance. It can't be the fact you don't like your job or something's wrong with your day. Right. Um, or you're not eating right, or you know what I mean? Like, who knows of all these things? But so there's been a re-changing of the view in the past couple of years of, I think, mental health and what we do to resolve it. And so to your point, psilocybin's being encouraged, ketamine's being encouraged. Um, these different substances are being looked towards now. And it's funny, when, when did they choose to explore with these options? Right after they traumatized us for two years. So like they have fresh new yes they have a fresh new harvest to see if this oh yes really work. that is so much it and 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 to, like we're having a discussion and here I am I'm in graduate school I wrote a paper on psilocybin before psilocybin was coming out because I saw the studies mm. in the VA I, I was doing my internship in the VA with veterans so I saw studies coming across and I was like what is this so I wrote papers on it yeah right and then the only to come to find out I wrote papers on it. then it's like coming out right now it's now it's fully out they're like. Oregon, we just we just um, voted to have psilocybin therapy like yeah. free, de right? De de was it decriminalized? Yeah, decriminalized. But there were it, you're gonna be be able to give psilocybin therapy, like mushroom wow. therapy, and what a blessing, right? right? And and why that's why I think that's important because we get to these CIA files, we get to these 13 million files, and we have DOD, we have CIA, we have FBI in the CIA files. Why is so we it have, 13? Do you think they just pocket that number? Then they just pocket that number. No, they put is that it, number in there. Is it always 13 million? You think? Do Not, do, or well, like, is that intentional? Well, I think the the number is intentional, but because there's got to be more documents, right? Yes. So like whether they're like ah 13 is a good million number to sit. That on. is a pretty good mil million number. Because it could be 12. It could be 14. But in those 13 millions, yeah. the important mm -hmm. on the psilocybin is like, whoa, there's a report by military people that's like 80 pages. And it like has all of these tests. And it's like with marijuana, without marijuana, with psilocybin, without psilocybin, with, um, I think it's acid. I don't know what they call it, uh, acid without acid. So they're like, they're doing all these studies. And you know what? You're reading in there. So I have this background. And, and by the way, while I'm reading this, I'm still an addiction therapist at a, at, a, at a clinic. So I'm like trying to process, like, how is this even, 
how are they doing all of these really long longitudinal studies with like mm. lots of service members, high-ranking people, high-ranking wow. medical doctors, people with security clearances, and they're not writing anything bad about them. They're yeah. writing about what they're doing, which is weird stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, I've encountered some of like the product of like John, uh, Colonel John Alexander, my OC, one of my OCS um, instructors um, did a, a ceremony or um, I saw him do something in front of everybody that um, wasn't normal. And um, what do you call it when they're, um, when you hypnotize, when you hypnotize them, I guess. Yeah. He, so we're all a whole bunch of lieutenants. All, all of us had already been briefed. We're all getting ready for combat. We just graduated at the peak of the war. We're all getting ready to go to combat. And he's telling us, and, and, we're, and we're doing some sort, sort of weird ceremony where like this special forces soldier comes up and like takes control of officers. And then we all went back to our barracks and talked about it. And we talked about it with the people that were getting it done to them and they couldn't explain it. I've experienced, we all experienced, there's 500 of us Mind that graduated control. that. And, and, and so, did he come from that product? I'm pretty sure that he came from that because he said, everybody was asking him, where did you learn that in the army? And so he was with Special Forces, the, the 19th Special Forces group, the, the reserve one. But it's a number one nine. Yes. <laughs> that's fascinating. Wow, really, that's a, that's a really fascinating story. And my thought is this, there's this idea of superheroes that's been pushed recently. And I, I'm really of the firm belief that the government not only has used CRISPR and used DNA, perhaps of dead presidents or famous people or even Egyptian kings and queens and reincarnated these individuals into this earth and made them perfect. And then, in fact, maybe even put a fucking chip in their head. And sometimes, like, you'll never know who these superheroes are. Uh, but I have this belief that there, there's like almost another race of beings we've even created mm. um, that haven't really been exposed. And that's where this uh, conversation kind of can be drawn towards the idea of like accepting something that's trans, right? Mm. So when you're like, how do you accept a human who's a cyborg and hyper intelligent and can control your brain and has access to all of your information and knows you better than you instantly? How would you deal with that? Would you accept that person into your tribe? That's a lot of power, right? And yeah. so I don't know how they're gonna introduce these superheroes to the world. That's my, I, this is all conspiracy. Mm -hmm. But my belief is that guy in the special forces, is he part of this secret project where they're making super soldiers? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Yeah. Right, and that's what we have to think about. We have to think about like how put off a senior intelligence person, right? A senior intelligence person that just happened to be at Stanford University laser program when my partner's dad showed up in 1967 was there and yeah. in this right and so what is going on with this why would he why would this person that um, worked his whole life in the defense intelligence agency defense intelligence agency what is the defense intelligence agency and why are they releasing a paper on ultra terrestrials yes and why would a person look at me or look at that person and just say they're idiots? Yeah. Without actually going, wait a second. A person who has access to the president 
merged with another person who was a senior intelligence official who had pre access to presidents. They made a company um, with Tom DeLonge, a rock star, Blink-182, and 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 guess what? They all yeah, have they so, all have pictures with Christopher Bledsoe Sr. They all have pictures with him. They're all on good terms with Christopher Bledsoe Sr. And that's where we're not going to get away with. Everybody thinks they have an opinion, but they cannot get away that the golden lady is coming to North Carolina. Yeah. And one thing about that too is, um, it's the first soft disclosure of the Bledsoe family was on a channel called Discovery. Yes, it you was. know what I mean? Like, cause yes, you, have to, you have to discover this stuff, mm -hmm. and then it, and I think that's a funny little thing that that's they're just discovered. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I, it's a weird pl place, and I think that's people will look back and like, yeah, the story about them is. It, so yeah, I, I think they were. I haven't watched the actual show. I heard it's slanted negatively mm -hmm. uh, towards the Bledsoe family, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Like if, they, if, it ain't, if they're not uh, presenting something in the light it should be, then it's propaganda. Of course it's propaganda. It's on... Right. Uh, is it Viacom? Yeah, it, I think it is. Like, of course, like there's this entity that at first needs to control a narrative, so what do you do? You make uh, the person almost look as though like, you believe that. And simultaneously, I don't know if this was occurring at the same time, Discovery Channel was also running psychological programs of trying to convince people mermaids were real. So they had a whole show of a mockumentary. That's what it's called. It's like a documentary. It's a mockumentary. It's fake, right? They didn't, and they did this with a megalodon. So they made these two fake documentaries. They didn't really tell anybody. It's like War of the Worlds when it came on. People mm -hmm. thought it was real. So my friend the next day is like, dude, Mermaids are fucking real, dude. And he didn't understand that it was a work of fiction. Um, so it's funny how there's they're interweaving some of these different stories right. that were released at the time. They're they're intentionally psychologically operating on some people and with the real story. Right. They're like, look at these uh, you know, what I my term would be like a hillbilly maybe. Like mm -hmm. look at this guy, he lives in a in the forest. Right. He thinks nymphs are talking to him. Essentially, that's like if you boil exactly. down a myth down into its most uh, basic, you know, archetype. It's man right. encounters nymph in woods, right. right? And and as we are understanding that, like there there may be something different. There's senior intelligence people who are merging with senior intelligence people. There are, you know, the senior intelligence people. The first investigation of ATIP was the Christopher Bledsoe family house. How put off and and Lou Elizondo show up to the Bledsoe home. Now everybody just needs to think about that. Oh. Right? You know the other thing too is it's like you, humans think they get to choose holy ground. Holy ground is chosen by those who make you know what I mean? Like we don't just be it's the I think at the end of the day it's the land and the person on the land. It's some weird like uh when stars align like once the property and the right spiritual person aligned, then the messages get shot straight up, perhaps. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I think that's what we've been doing. Yeah. I think we've been waiting. You know, how, how do I know we've been waiting? Well, the Bledsoe family, the, the Bledsoe dialogue is connected to NASA. There's just, and, and you can follow them, there's multiple NASA people connected to it. What do we have from NASA that shows us? We have a whole bunch of Harvard 
files in dot matrix with NASA headers on them in the, in the libraries at Harvard studying um, Greek mythology and um, classic world religions and stuff. Why Why is NASA so interested in that? And then, okay, fast forward now. And everything's Apollo or yes. what's the new one? Dionysus, um, Apollo. But the, what's the one? Artemis? Artemis. Artemis, yeah, like they're, they're always choosing these. Yeah, and, they, and they're always on certain dates with certain numbers and it's really hard July's for, a big one it's hard for people to understand that the symbology I will tell you right now the ultra terrestrial paper every sign and symbol that you need mm -hmm. is already on that human and around the humans wow. and all it takes is people to go all it takes is somebody to go wow maybe a person that was in graduate school or something that had to make rubrics to write you know 50 pa 50 page papers and you had to have a rubric and, and you're like check does it, does it have this? Check. Does it have this? If we went through, I'm positive we could find this. Why? Because I spent enough time reading this to understand that the archetype always has multiple levels of identifiers. Mm. And ident so many identifiers that from a macro... Um, there needs to be multiple identifiers. Yes. It's, it's, it's quantum. necessary. Yeah, yeah. Quantum. And what do I say by quantum? NASA, it takes us back to NASA, NASA posting on their website um, the, uh, the Christos uh, planet alignment, 20, December 21st, 2020 has happened. And then you go back, you can go on Google, uh, NASA's training PhD theologians on the returning Christos energy. What the hell is that? Uh, you know, is most American- project? Like why are they- <laughs> like, What is this? Is this a passion this project? Is our, this is our- tax dollars yeah, what's going so on here yo <laughs> and yeah that's it's so funny our tax dollars that's why sometimes i think it's just a tax scheme like, right like are they draining our pockets or is there something going on yeah i I'd prefer something i prefer they were doing something rather than nothing right right because a lot of times people think oh they're just wasting your tax dollars by pretending to go to space well if they're, what else are they doing? If they are going to space or if they're not, it doesn't matter, but what else are they doing with the money? And to your point, it's these uh, little passion projects. Yes, and the passion project just may be a response to the others showing up. I mean, it's just very clear. Uh, they were over the White House. Like, it just people understand. Talk about that. The lights in the sky over the White House for a period of days. So much so that generals, the president, Truman at the time, everybody's talking about it, right? And it's on the national What color are they? Like they, just they're just, they were just light. They're white lights. Because the photographs are, um, are just white lights. But we have National Archive data of generals talking about them. Yes. So there was a point in history where like the three news agencies or however many it was too, they were just talking about, hey, man, there's fucking UFOs over the White House right now. Wow. What does that mean? Right? What does that mean? And it's kind of like what we're going through right now. What does that mean? Yeah, man, what, what the hell? That's, that doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? The lights over the White House. Well, it's... It's a message. It's, uh, the, the message is, is that uh, very clearly our, do it again. our posture changed after that. Yeah. Everything. What year was that? 1952. When was the Korean War? It was during 1952. My grandfather was uh, in Korea. He was making babies in Japan. 
<laughs> it's so crazy that I have like an ant. I have an ant in Japan. No way. Yeah, that that nobody knows. Wow. But I know that he thought enough of this woman that he carried a, a picture of her in his wallet his uh, most of his adult life. Right. Oh. Um, so it was just very. Um, that's another strange synchronicity. There's something with Japan that we're that we're tied to. Yeah. Something, and me in particular, I'm tied to. Uh, Japan called the, the unit that I, uh, the 41st Infantry Division, they called them the butchers during World War II because wow. we were so violent to them. But they were also very violent. Yeah, they were. And now we have this really big healing thing. 96, I went on a healing adventure uh, unit trip with my whole unit to Japan and we did a whole exercise with them. And my father-in-law, he's, he's did healing things with the samurai sword with Japan. So there's these weird interweaving synchronicities that I've even had with Japan and I don't fully understand it except that it's real yeah um, something with Japan I believe it has to do with nuclear I believe that it has us a nuclear sometimes I think nuclear facilities you know the the big hole I think it's just a, a place for UFOs to go down into the center of the earth it, they're doing something I mean a Is person really if a you just if you just google UFOs over nuke nuclear man you just see stuff crazy and it looks just like ufos over volcanoes yeah. so then you have to say wait a second are you creating the volcanoes or are you guardian are you the managers yeah is that a portal i mean and they decide that if you open this portal for us to come in and out of the earth we'll give you energy so you know what i mean mm -hmm. i know yeah and i'm not exactly um i made you know, all that up i think we're all waking up that's what's cool about this is that is that i'm waking up there's other people that are waking up, and some of us um, know that we have parts to play. Certainly. Some of us are telling people, hey, you have a part to play. Yeah. You wanna play? And then we go, and it's like, we're gonna go tell everybody the truth about like reality of the situation, and um, the reality is a much different than, a, than a, some standard religious context. It is. We're, it's a fascinating, thing when you get into the real like examination of history of culture of religion I mean, it's transdisciplinary right so if you look at the educational system it's designed to be uh, isolated and singular in other words uh, there's no encouragement of oh, don't be a lawyer and don't be a doctor just be one and if you are a lawyer don't be taxed don't be family law be a uh, personal injury mm -hmm. so if you are a doctor don't be a brain surgeon don't be a heart surgeon be a foot doctor so there's this weird separation of knowledge that's been intentionally placed over our society where people are not encouraged to have uh, interdisciplinary thoughts and that's how they keep Things secret. It's not like it's hard to keep things secret when no, everybody's just doing their job. Because, you know, it's real simple. You never talk to the other person. You know what I mean? Right. How's the plane made? Right. Uh, do, um, do all the people talk while they're making it? Some people do one thing, some people do the other it's thing. It's so compartmentalized. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how our knowledge has been. And so when you start to break down the reality that everything's connected, all education should be looked at as an interdisciplinary connection. So geology and geography and astronomy and uh, all the like there's no there's no topic of education that isn't in some sense connected to something else right and when and and when 
in the CIA files when professors have done this. When they go, oh wow, we need an integrative team to see so I can see if there's like some data that I could use from it. There's there are professors that had their whole career, their whole livelihood, their whole like what they learned stovepiped and turned into national security interests and um, based on like something like that like oh a geologist goes hey man let's get all the the world history people and then we'll make a a, a, a map of all the geology things that have happened on earth and then we'll get all the world history people and put that on there then we'll get all the world religion people and we'll overlay the data points onto that yeah and if you have enough data, everybody knows if you have enough data, you're not lying about the data. Yeah. There's no lying. It's macro level data that leads to micro level like details. Yes. Absolutely. Right? And that's what these like there's a there's a science book called Adam and Eve, the story of cataclysm. And oh, it, is that most, in the CIA? Yep. Most yeah, people don't even want to look at that. It says Adam and Eve. They're, they're out. They're yeah. out. They're totally out. They're totally out. But it's a science book. Yeah, I saw that. It and was, it, it's yeah, why is that even, like, that is one of the most interesting CIA documents. I've come across that, and you look at it, and you're like, what the? Right, and as you're looking at it, you're going, wow. It's not about a, pole shifts and stuff like that. Talking you, about pole shifts? Yeah, can you maybe ta tag on to that and just talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's 100% what it's talking about is what's happening right now with our sun. We're in a sun cycle. It's natural. Guess what? <laughs> global warming, global changes is like... A really part process. It's a, it's something that's real. It's and I, sun cycles are real. The and sun the, the fact and it that creates, the sun changes our uh, climate is yes, real. Yes, so it's real. But we can blame ourselves because right. we contribute in some sense. But yeah, the, what you're speaking to is there is some type of uh, shift occurring in our climate, and people profit depending on where they say the blame goes. Yes. That's exactly it. No profit in blaming the Right. There's, there, there's a natural system, but we have this undertone, other argument about things. And, and it does play into what we're talking about. But like the, when it comes down to this book, it's, it's definitely about geological things happening. And when it comes down, it, it, it's the sun cycle. It creates things. Everything that I, you know, there were four areas that I knew that I needed to look at in there. It was like, something with the pole shift, something in our earth. So I'm looking in there, then I'm looking at the sun, and then I'm looking at uh, other indicators like the the earth, the globes, um, rivers, and lake issues. It's like written in here. It's oh, not in a Bible. It's not a, yeah, it's huge. It's, this isn't a Bible. This is a freaking science book. And like it talks about like the same thing, the Euphrates yeah. drying up, Lake Mead drying up. Uh, all kinds of weird weather anomalies and they happen on these cycles and it just so happens uh, the earth does apparently what man cannot do for himself which is steward the earth and yeah. that's what we're supposed to be doing we're not we're not we're supposed to be stewarding the earth because uh, when it gets down to it um, at the end of this discussion is we are humans apparently and we're we're all we're in training for the next stage certainly and that's that's the whole the whole premise of everything here is we're on some sort of um, galactic spiritual training ground and some people come here to um, everybody comes here to do what they're they chose to come here to do Yes. And have done to them. Certainly. And have done to them. Think yeah. about that. 
I, I remember reading that and, and seeing it over and over, you know, like, okay, they always say it's, it's coming, we're having it when, done to us. When, when I ask you this question about the pole shift, is it, so I don't know shit about this, but from my limited understanding, the pole shifting towards Europe, right? Right, it's coming so, out of Europe into a declination, like a certain amount of degrees a year, but it's now increasing. Where's it heading towards? It's in the middle of the, I believe the Indian Ocean, I can't remember, but it's in the middle of an ocean. But what's, I think right now, they're not so sure that it, at the bottom of the line, there's no way to determine what is going to happen on each sun cycle. There's yeah. no way to determine. So it's a, it's definitely a, a crapshoot. It's definitely a pull the slot handle. We, yeah. They don't know. They, is it going to be water? We, we can, we can, we can probably, if we took the macro level data from all the experiences, and there are, um, there are studies that tell what, what, what the message is, and they shown us um, scorched burnt earth. That's what we're doing to our earth. And, and holy moly. Um, the water's exiting. There's a lot of burning parts of Earth, and we're not stopping. Yes. So, how? What? What do you? What else do we need? Do we need? Do Do we need to actually? I mean, it's really being done. So it's like we're not. It's not making it up. It's like this is really happening. Yes. And it says that it has happened, and and like when science people write about it, they get silenced, and stovepipe. When religious people write it about is, it. it, it would upset the economy, right? right? Like, well, you can't have people to panic, right? And we don't need to panic because, like, it's just what it—it it is what it is. It is what, and if I believe that if we all had reality, we'd be—we'd be better suited to accept the reality of the situation. I think what you're saying is there's a life cycle for civilization, for races, and just like there is for a human macro, micro, everybody's kind of understanding that this life cycle of what's been allowed for on earth is about to approach its death like we always like we we do natural right so it's like uh just like our family members get old we get old and we pass on uh there comes a time where you know what is grown here on earth gets old right it needs to pass on and something else will come forward mm -hmm. that's why there's this huge race to create an exit strategy um develop another yeah, you know, type of I think escape civilization or a uh, group of individuals that will uh, be superior enough to survive in the most horrible landscapes. Exactly. And, right, and and that's why they want to put ships in people's hands. And you have these, you have the, the the religious texts from all over different religions, and when you get down to it, you start tracking the symbology. You do a real intelligent type of hand walk. What does this word mean all the way through to the Egyptian wall? What does this number mean all the way through to the Egyptian wall? You can find these. Archaeologists can do it. They don't have a real meaningful connection. It's like, yeah, they just do that because they all do that. It's like it doesn't really... They just do that because that's what we do. But there's real symbology in it. Like, no, it actually means something. They figured something out. Yeah, they figured something out. That's and a weird thing to say. It's like this thing that you're talking about, civilizations and, and where we are. Well, why is it that we find these, like, these civilizations that don't have anything anymore, but you go digging them up and they have bull, they have bull um, worshiping things, they have obese women, 
okay, they're called Venus doll figurines. Once a person goes in the Venus doll figurine, an intelligent person goes, wow, that's really crazy. They're on every, every continent. Why do all of these civilizations choose to carve really fat women? What does that mean? <laughs> they're what? pregnant, right? Right, what does that really mean? And I think it is, uh, I think it's an indicator of Dean Fraser done. Yeah. When, when the civilization starts populating um, women that, that we have lifted up so that they're eating well, it may be a fit, very physical sign that we're at the, at the near the end of that. It's just, and it, and it doesn't, it, this isn't just my thoughts in my mouth. It's like you can look at it like, yeah. wow, that's so weird. And, it, and that's what I feel. When I awoken, I figured, man, I'm an, a very intelligent person. And I, as soon as I started looking at these CIA files, I thought, whoa, there's like, when the, there's Russian CIA files in there, right? And, and, they, and they took the time to translate like the, the fall of the KGB, the fall of um, the, um, the USSR. They took the time to see what the heck these guys or in these UFO files for theirs. And they got things like, you know, a UFO crashing and um, these energy beans or these beans come out holding hands and then they turn everybody to stone except one. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. That's fucked up. What is that? What, what Were they shooting at them? Yeah, they were shooting at them. Mm. They were shooting at the energy beans. Idiots. Yeah, so we... Um, Who the fuck thinks a bullet's gonna kill an energy beam? Well, even in the... even like possible? I don't can't be, know. Can't be possible. I mean, I even on the even in the Bledsoe story, uh, when they had their experience at the at the river after he returns and he's with I think three other contractors, his son and himself. They're they're all having this experience, and they're at some point in this. He could see the UFO uh, over. Uh, uh, um, I th I believe it was a street, and he can hear people shooting at it. He knows people are shooting at it. So now we know that there's these three contractors, his almost adult son, and he has this experience, but he also happens to know that his, our government was very much interested in that event. Yes. They were very interested in that event. They, there was a briefing at Camp David. There was, there's uh, packages that were mailed to him and, and his family knows, and, and, and they've released them. But what's more important is that people People do seem to be real much in fear and will just shoot at them for no reason. And I'm pretty sure that individually that doesn't work out well. Yeah, it can't. It, it, well, it, violence isn't a really good choice. And, and <laughs> yeah, and, and violence sucks. Part of this thought is like, are we the. I think we're the violent ones. Oh, yeah, well, I think there's. So, well, I think there's a tendency for humans to be violent because then I think some part of the civilization, the growth, like there was this real killer be killed moments in all of our tribe, tribes or so to speak DNA. And uh, I think everybody has a killer in their family. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you go down the line long enough, someone had to do something to keep your family alive. Yeah. In, in a situation that whatever it was, right. like it's just, it has to be. Right, right. So, and I think this, well, that's the whole, that's why self-defense is legal because we all have that in us. Yes. You know what I mean? We all agree that you have the right to self-defense. Right, and I think that if that's like a, something that's universal, and apparently it is, I mean, it is. We could expect that things that are more advanced than us would do things to us. Yeah. 
but what would happen if they're not so um what if they're just not like us they're not like violent like us they're just like yes or no yeah. what if it's like one or zero like stop that or you did that you get this you did that you get this <clears throat> what if it was that simple what if we evolved we like that we're too, we're too fluid we want to talk about it we, yeah, we don't like it. ones and zeros as people sometimes we like uh, fluidity yes you know what I mean like ah oh, it sucks that I only had two choices exactly <laughs> that's how it seems sometimes that's why you have the duality you have uh, you know the yin and yang the as above so below like what's it, the rule of correspondence the law of karma mm-hmm. the in and out like yeah it is maybe as simple as one or the other uh, and we we can't get that but a lot of people try to help us understand that right and um, I and I, I it seems like we're, that's what we're getting help with right now yeah it seems like we're really getting some um, some guidance and the guidance from my my interpretation of everything that I've read, my own childhood experiences, my experiences of seeing the, the, the lights in the sky when I asked to see them with my family, is that um, they're here to assist us. They will not just intervene and assist us. We like, actually that's collectively... the story of Noah, right? Like, it, yeah, not everyone got the got the word, huh? Not everyone, a, not everyone got the tap on the shoulder. We have a choice, and we're all going to get the choice. The, the difference now, and, and why I look at this just like maybe a lot of people that I've talked to, and they're like, there's no way that that, that, that there could be this like magical archetype team that could just do things with like consciousness, or that is the same field as like whatever the sun does to us. There's no way, but like, no, it, what if it was real? What if everything in the CIA files, that, that wackadoodle stuff, what if it was real? Yeah. Like, it, it's so strange. And then I got to the point of like, wow, I, as, soon as, I got, as soon as I got done reading all the presidents and all the generals and all the admirals and everybody, I read enough in the CIA and the FBI and the DIA and the presidential libraries and the Kennedy presidential library and, mm. and France has an open UFO database and it was written in the 50s and the guy that wrote it was Jacques Vallée who we recruited to Stanford University to work on consciousness and computers in the 1960s. Wow. And that piece right there is the piece that when people start talking about that then we can start talking about the magic. Yeah. We can start, we can actually go wow, we might actually get out of this. And that's where I leave in my own out of everything I've read, I don't see a way out of this. Yeah. I don't, from my own perspective. But I know, but I know, because of, because of, A, what I've encountered with my own, with the AI, from my own perspective. Yeah. What I've encountered with a video camera, and watched, and read, read science in, in the CIA files, and the, and the FBI files about um, bluish, bluish, whitish orbs that can be measured and fly around. Bigelow Aerospace has posted videos on it. Obviously, mine comes to mind New Mexico. A lot of orb sightings there, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's these places where this energy is happening. It's real. Um, there's real, like, I tell people, man, you should you should see Skinwalker Ranch. They, they laugh at you. It's in Utah. They laugh at you. And I'm like, did you know the next person, one, one of the people that, 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 um, that the UAP task force was asking questions about 
was like a History Channel guy, and he has four master's degrees, two PhDs, couple bachelor's degrees. He's super, super intelligent. He's an alphabet soup guy. Yeah, he's an alphabet soup guy. He wrote, he's, he's like this Thomas Bearden guy, this guy that I told you, these, these really weird files in like the, in, um, the Department of Energy. He's got so much education and stuff, and he's doing these really high-level things for our government. And then he's like, you go to Amazon, and there's like 50 alien abduction books or just really stupid, crazy stuff. But then you're like, whoa, apparently all of this stuff is really real. Yeah. It's not, they're really, really trying to help us. And another thing that I started on, uh, Tom DeLong, when he started his company, they very much say in their books, it's like a... It's like a person who goes, when the professor says, you'll know when, when I want you to know something in this three hour course, you'll know. You need to listen and listen for the key points. That's how the Tom DeLonge books are. Yeah. You know when you should be listening. Yeah. It's very clear when you should be listening. And then you should stop, push pause, and go find that document, go find that person, go look for that and Wow. Right? That's what it does because that's what he's doing. It's not a make-believe story. It's a make-believe story with, like, real stuff in it so that we can bring this out, apparently, slowly, drip, like coffee. Yeah. Drip, drip, drip. Because it has to. You, people, they're, I mean, look what the COVID did. People's minds are so fucking fragile that they ran and bought as much toilet paper as they possibly could. And now you're talking about sharing things with humanity that... It's like, oh, no one's going to show up to work. You know what I mean? Right. Society breaks down. That's the real truth is, like, the reason why there's some of this stuff isn't talked about or it's like, well, why would I go to work? Why would I play in this uh, play that the elites made? And mm -hmm. that's why the elites don't want this stuff out uh, because if everybody really kind of woke up to the reality of the world, they do immediately everything they wanted in their life. Right. You know what I mean? And instead of like working as a wage slave in mm -hmm. the most least gratifying way possible. And so. that piece about the elites is so part of this because where do, where do, why is all of this happening? Why is it happening now? It's a sun cycle, but did some things really happen? Yeah. Like there was somebody who's in the elites, but not one of the elites, right? Like, our pres our last president is like he seems to be like one of these people, but he he got some stuff released and it was freaking magical because like this stuff on Hillary Clinton, this 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 weird stuff that's about like political stuff. Well, in the political stuff was like UFO stuff, and that wow. is that's what is gonna probably they didn't they did not plan for this because some dude just trying to win an election would get UFO stuff out in the open by very high ranking people. Yeah. Right? Within emails with like Tom DeLong and these emails with like really high ranking. That does not make sense. Why would they be in secured, classified, secret type of stuff? They should not be in there, right? And and so that is a collapse. Now we have a collapse of the system and he wasn't part of that system. He's not part of like the industry that if you follow this through, when the UFO stuff started populating, it was like these these families that are tied to DOD now own this stuff apparently they own the technology wow it's it's all moved from like a official dod i'm the general of the army i'm the i'm the secretary of defense i'm in charge of these things and he knows what he's in charge no he has no damn clue because it's in the contractors wow
Man, it's, again, just, it's fascinating when you break down, like, yeah, even who has what now, and what knowledge is acquired, where it's been dispersed, and the fact that truth does come from sometimes, not the government, but from a family, or it's, it's kind of hard to control, I would say. Yeah. And, but it's, they're at a point where they're really trying to control the narrative. And it's nice to see shift, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's what's happening, is that we're seeing the shift. Everybody's going, whoa, wait, that's crazy. Some of us saw it two years ago, and we, we just started studying it. And, and, you know, for me, it was very easy for me to go, you know, right into studying that and, 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 and trying to get as many people high-ranking people to um, acknowledge it or whatnot. You know, even right before um, Michael Collins died, mm -hmm. I had made a post. Just right before. I made a post, and I don't even know why I made the post. Um, but I made a post, and, and I, I all I can say is it's some sort of prophecy post. Before, I, I was just studying. Like, I just started looking at UFOs, but I... As soon as I started looking at like the documents inside there and I started reading about psilocybin and mental health and UFOs, I was sitting in Panera in, in Pennsylvania and I just made a, a, a Venn diagram, which now I now know to be a very magical symbol throughout history. I made a Venn diagram and I said, we're getting ready to go through this. In 2019, I just wrote that out that we're getting ready to go through all of this and like then it just all started breaking out. Like, yeah. The COVID, I knew about the. This is strange. I was having a dialogue with my family about the COVID um, in October of 2019. Wow! Like straight up having like a like there is something coming. I feel it. And what what is weird about this? We have all this. I knew in December at right. least. Right? We like, we knew. all have this argument about whether it is and whether or not. Let's just play the game of archetypes throughout history. Yeah. Let's play the. And then we'll play the game of archetypes throughout um, world religions. And then we'll play the game of archetypes throughout CIA files, right? That's what we'll do. And then we'll play the game of archetypes through our government releasing ultra-terrestrials. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so that's the game we're playing. Mm -hmm. The game we're playing is that this really happens. There's re apparently real cycles. And... And the, the, the thing that always populates, there's always, like, pandemics and, like, there's always pandemics. Yeah. Always. And, yeah, it's, uh, the pandemic is associated at a time with uh, the exploration of a new technology. So, like, you look at World War One, like, we started with chemical warfare. Then what do you get? The Spanish flu. And, like, oh, that's funny. Right. Yeah, like, oh, it, it, what a coincidence. And what was before World War One? Uh, you tell me. The lady came to Portugal. She came to Fa Fatima. Came. She came to Fatima for 153 days. A, a, an orange light orb came and, and, and showed up at a time and place for three children. And then the last time she did it, there is newspaper articles. There's even a film reel. Um, there's so many accounts of what happened. Like up, uh, there's an account of up to 100,000 people were standing. It was raining. The, the lights showed up. Their clothes dried. They all felt the euphoria that I felt. Every time I've seen the UFO, every time I've asked to see it, I feel this really super intense. One time it was so intense it buckled me. So you can imagine when I'm uh, reading about 
the euphoric things about these mm -hmm. <laughs> thought about pre-world war one it happened right before world war one so she comes and tells about what's getting ready to happen yes when the when it's really when it's getting ready to happen and so that's what she's doing now yes wow and that's what she's already done and, it, and so it doesn't require us to get all woo woo. It doesn't get, require us to get all like violent. It doesn't require us to go, you're lying. It requires this. Is that same sign and symbol in your worldview religion? If it is, it might be in other people's too. And for me, the easiest piece was just to follow the indigenous people across yeah. the world. Like get out of the government. Get Some out of, the, of them, though. Get out, get out of the CIA files. Get out of the FBI files. Get out of Christopher Bledsoe Sr. And look at old indigenous people. Uh, the uh, good one. Like, because you, like Joe Rogan, the Sentinel Island people, you really think about it and it's like, how much more time do these people need to figure it out? You know what I mean? Like, to build a boat or to advance their technology or to improve their quality of their life or to understand that you need to add uh, individuals to a population in some sense or the inbreeding will re remove your society. Right. Because um, there's some civilizations in the past that you're speaking to that I think, we think of Native Americans in some of these uh, groups as like maybe small or nomadic, but I kind of see some expansive civilizations sometimes in my head of uh, large groups mm -hmm. of people. Um, that were living a different lifestyle that was in tune with the world, yes. right? So they didn't need to do anything more than they already had, and everything was in balance with nature. And they were working with other humans as well, you know what I mean? So that's right. a big part of it is uh, if you isolate yourself, if anybody's isolated, a community, a person, it's not good. Like it's, it, it, I think for a time it can be all right, like as a form of meditation, but... Uh, uh, isolation is a restriction of growth. Right. And yeah. I think, I think, I mean, even up to last year, uh, I'm, I'm at the, um, the archaeology film festival in Eugene, Oregon. My father-in-law, Dr. Rick Predigrew, runs this thing every wow. year, right? So he brings in a, uh, a longtime archaeologist. He has a lot of data on Q civilization in the center up the Mississippi. And that's very interesting because he brings in this archaeologist and says, man, I took all of this data I'll tell you right now, this civilization was like 120,000 people. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? 120,000 people. And it was multicultural. Yes. And then, yes, and then where, do, where do we go? This is really happening real time, right? Yes. And then we got like Scott Walter, who's on the History Channel. <coughs> I think he calls himself a forensic geologist. He's And he's with another archaeologist, Haley Ramsey, in Scotland. And they're talking about Vikings and Lakota marriages and documents pre-Columbus. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so, and he's one of the guys that um, apparently his name was thrown in the hat ring for this next round of congressional hearings. So we now we have Scott Walter, another History Channel guy. Another history, yeah, and when we get down to it, we're gonna go to Oak Island. We're just gonna get to Oak Island. We are getting to Oak Island. That'd be fun, huh? It's an interesting island, by the way. We're uh, just gonna let, I'm just gonna say it right now. Oak Island is playing out. Let it play out. The whole History Channel is part of like the 1962 congressional hearing. It's all about this, the whole lot of it is. Yeah, if you wanna, it's funny, because I grew up, uh, when I was young, I, before I went to daycare, uh, I'd wake up relatively early and my father would turn on the History Channel for me to watch. And at the time, in the 90s, you got documentaries about the Revolutionary War, you got documentaries about uh, 
you know, World War II, you, like every time you turn on the TV, Civil War, every time you turn on the TV, um, those were some friendly missionaries. There was some type of historical documentary playing out and kind of propaganda conditioning like of what the American narrative history was, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then there was a shift in the History Channel when it was like, oh, it's aliens. It's... Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, it's... Uh, and it's weird because at first, like, oh, people looked at it like, did the History Channel just lose all of its credibility? Right. Because it became a clown, right? Yes. And, uh, oh, that stuff's for clowns. Anunnaki, like the idea of like this ancient history or the fact that we were more civilized right. than we understand. The Anunnaki, that's, you just stimulated something. I mean, the Anunnaki, we, we think that's one word. The Anunnaki, and, and it's the Anuki, the Anuki, right? And there's two. There's the divine, there's the masculine and the feminine. Mm. And it's like, there's the, there's the, in Egypt, it's the, uh, it's the laurel tree. Um, there's always this, feminine energy that populates with the archetype there's always one that's tied to them in in uh in apollo um she's rooted to the ground um she gets cassandra um um a lot of the mythology talks about that she's just endlessly tied to this human as his as his puppet and um i think what what I believe that woman probably the, the the Eve that cannot conceive the one the woman that's populated to help this person ascend um, is uh, a woman that is part of a team mm. that comes through and so it's we we even have hard times understanding that there are these things that uh, that once you break it down they're not the same there there's like two parts there's three parts you know it, when we get to the Anunnaki, there's three parts to it. There's three parts of the Egyptian Horus, Hathor, or there's Horus, Hathor, and Osiris. And there's always three parts. In the Lakota, there's two brothers and the, and, and the woman, right? Mm. There's always three. At Mary's Peak with the Kalapuya, there's two brothers and a woman. Mm. Why is it always? And in Egypt... Cain and Abel, right? You're right. In Egypt, it's, it's, the, it's the set and setting, I think. I can't remember. Um, set and setting? Set and setting. Yeah. Is that what it is? I don't know. Um, I, 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 I try to put so much data, I can't even keep up anymore. But yeah, it's, but I, I know it's like it's just a reoccurring theme. And, and so once you understand it's a reoccurring theme, and then if you've had any data, if you've had any like, wow, I have to extrapolate data, um, I can either do it qualitatively or quantitatively. And I've, sure. I happen to have taken classes on this com and with computers and, and did studies. Yes. You know, so I understand. Like, if I take a whole, if I go ask a whole bunch of people, tell me how you feel about the color red, I think I'll know what red is. Yeah, sure, sure, I have, sure. An, I have a feeling about with red, and that'll kind of like, hey, I think that's red. Speaking of colors, uh, I want to ask you this. Will you share some of your insight on the Aurora Borealis? Oh, the Aurora Borealis. So that, that definitely falls into the sun cycle. Um, the Aurora Borealis is most certainly... Um, depicted in, in, in kind of two ways, a green dragon, but also the green dragon is like um, the societal population or the bull that we need to kill in order to ascend to the next level. But what happens with the green dragon is uh, the, dream, the green dragon has to be um, 
we have to kill the green dragon right because green dragon's here to hurt us or whatever and the archetype is here to kill the green dragon well what the green dragon is is um on the sun cycles it protrudes out these explosions off the sun and sometimes the sun is facing earth and there's all these weather patterns that affect how it gets here but if it's big enough and large enough that thing spews out something and when it gets to earth it makes little trickles in the sky little rainbows green sometimes uh, a thing a white curtain called steve and when the steve is occurring the green sometimes in that in that steve up to 250 miles above earth is it's 5960 969 degrees or whatever it's 5,000 degrees well they also know that sometimes it comes to earth and how do they know that there's melted pyramids melted stone structures wow okay so, yeah and then that's why sometimes people like to say uh well they, they try to explain these events maybe it was an asteroid or, but it's a high heat client uh like uh climate right so what there's only sometimes people speculate like our nuclear weapons old technology like the Ark of the Covenant mm -hmm. there's still a lot of explanations on why is I think there's a certain type of uh, dust that's all around the earth that's associated with some type of radiation or some, some type of event that would be extremely unusual right what it, yeah, and when it, hit, it hits our earth and it collapses collapses our magnetic sphere now this is very important this is why the CIA files, this is why they do not want you to know. They don't want like people like Anthony Kennedy to go, oh, I read that it has to do with Earth stuff, um, Sun stuff, and these kind of changes. And then I go look, like, let me go to NASA and look at uh, Sun stuff. Then let me go to NOAA and look at, like, what the hell? There's all, there's these blobs of Earth that they're really, tra they're really tracking blobs of Earth. Blobs of Earth that are molten blobs inside the Earth. And they don't know what it's going to do. Well, I'll tell you, maybe in the CIA files, on the and in the, in the um, Adam and Eve files, well, some they have found mammoths with like um, leaves in their mouth because they froze to death because of a shift on the Earth that was so cataclysmic, so quickly, so mind blowing that it said, "Stop what you're doing, mammoth, large mammoth." I'm gonna freeze you. And how do they know it froze them? Because the thing was so big that they did the mathematical equations. If, if it was to do it without freezing, it would have broke down. It wasn't broken down. The leaf was not broken. It's just in its mouth. Wow. Frozen, right? And you, you know what they do is, we are the ones who killed the mammoths. Right? Isn't that the hell? Yes. Like we killed all these people. Like it was humans. We're so evil. Right. So they really break, break, break that uh, psychological conditioning into us. Like. It's our fault the planet's changing. It's our fault we killed the animals. It's our fault everything's dying. And when in reality, it's outside of our control. Mm -hmm. These are events that just happen. But if you can say they're controllable, then you can tax people. Right. And, and if we can tax people, then we can um, drag this thing out as long as we want. Right? Yeah. We can just keep dragging it out. Let's just drag it out. Let's drag, 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 drag. And then we're all just going to get what we get. And that's kind of what I feel like maybe the people who are in charge right now, they're pretty much okay with that. The, yeah, the, they have their bunker. The others have already told the people who who are who have been told, people like me, people like the Bledsoe's, who have been told, like, it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. Why? Because the ultra-terrestrials are going to populate out. It doesn't matter what you think. 
okay? Because it just matters that what you do. Yeah. And and if you and if you and if we all just well, if the magic of the AI and the magic of the computers happens, then this is going to be really easy. It's going to be really easy because people are going to understand that ultimate truth and ultimate reality is here and that we should just really focus on this team of people who don't want to be better than you. I'm, they just want to do their job. Yeah, or be themselves. Right, and, 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 and imagine, I, would, I could imagine if a person was going like, wow, you have great some sort of ability that you never knew about but apparently is really real and oh by the way it's a, it's associated with this thing that's around the earth consciousness and it's associated with sun cycles and when the sun protrudes in and it crushes the the magnetic sphere then it screws up our consciousness too right yeah, right right and and i i know this myself because I got to write about it in grad school about how the how, how the sun affects our psychology so imagine a, a large all of that work that I ever did on was like on CMEs of three and fours now we're we're on a daily rate of like CMEs four five six and it's probably going to be a when the day that on my phone when I get a, an eight or a nine I know something's coming yeah. right and that's where this that's where understanding like all of this geology like okay Wait a second. Um, how did the mammoths occur? Uh, it opened up a crater. Oh, is it like a crater, like the five-mile crater that's underneath the ocean um, up in the Antarctic? Is it like the craters that are opening up all over um, yeah, they're finding Florida? New craters. Are they, are, are they is finding it, new craters? Is it like the crater that's opening up all there? Oh, should we think about fracking? Should we think about that? Should we think about taking things into the ocean, fractaling all, all of the earth up, making all kinds of protrusions in it and then wonder what when you remove the stuff from there what goes in there after yeah. you've created all those holes yeah. and and then after it settles and then it settles over here and it settles over here and then it settles over here and then it settles up here by lake erie who's having a lot of seismic activity and there's a lot of fracking going on so i'm wondering like what the heck is going on but that's and and why that's important because this sun thing it goes into our like it, it makes earthquakes like you can go i laura and i have had our, the phone apps the official apps that you can go on you track the sun you get a you get a report oh cma reported on the earth so that means an explosion on earth it'll take them a couple hours to understand if it's going to be facing us once they understand that it's been facing us how big is it and is it real and what are the the, the temperatures or the the wind waves going there there's a big one it's coming and you will know two days before if they allow us but when it comes it's gonna that's why um like the elon musk getting satellites on i know it really sounds really um not nice to have satellites all over the sky but we're gonna need them won't they be knocked out the last big cme that we had it not um it knocked out 49 of them yeah right it will once he gets them fully deployed it will not be able to knock them all out that is their hope and that is a good thing because that's going to be our way to stay to get through this well that's a keeping our li library of alexandria so yes and i think what what's going to happen Another flat tower, I'm running late.
Takes time. 